0: Hey friends, Father Ron here. Thanks for joining me today, breaking open the Word of God. And if you're thinking, he sounds a little weird, it's because I got a cold. So pray for me. I don't think it's COVID. Well, it's not COVID. But uh, anyway, cold. Feel fine. Friends, three weeks ago, we celebrated the birth of Jesus. Last week, we celebrated his baptism. This weekend, Jesus steps onto the world stage and begins his ministry performing his first miracle. Do you know what that was? Can you remember what those nuns nuns taught you many years ago? Yeah, the wedding at Cana. It's from the second chapter of John, and this is how it goes. There was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and when the wine gave out, The mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what concern is that to you and to me? (laughs) I like that response. Like, who cares? My hour has not yet come. And his mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. They filled up. Now, standing there were six stone jars of water each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to them, Fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, Now draw some water out and take it to the chief steward. So they took it, and the steward tasted the water that had now become wine. Jesus did this. The first of his signs in Cana of Galilee and revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. I've always loved this gospel. (laughs) I always smile when I hear it, but it also reminds me of two really important insights into Jesus and our own spiritual life. But first, the amusing part that makes me smile. So, this is the first miracle of Jesus. He's just beginning his life as Savior and Messiah. (laughs) He just got the CEO position, and this is his first public exposure. So, you'd think the first miracle to impress everyone and show everyone his power and that he's truly the Son of God would be, I don't know, something... Grand and breathtaking, you know, raising someone from the dead, making a blind person see. But no, his first miracle is about helping people party (laughs) and get drunk at a wedding. (laughs) That's his first miracle. Really? (laughs) Not high up on the list of things to do as the Son of God. But then I love Mary's response when she comes to Jesus and asks him to do something when they run out of the wine. And Jesus looks at her, kind of befuddled, I'm guessing, and all but says to her, really? (laughs) And you're asking me because, (laughs) Um, I'm sorry, I don't work here. I'm just a guest. I kind of think Jesus might be a little put off by it. I don't know. But it's Mary's response that just cracks me up. She just nods without saying a word. She spins on her heels and tells the waiters nearby, do whatever he tells you, and then walks on. She doesn't have to convince Jesus or explain to him why it's important because Mary just knows that he'll do something to make the situation better. You know, Jesus can't not respond to anyone who comes before him in need, however small or indifferent it might be, like in this gospel. And, you know, we come to Jesus in prayer, especially those times when we're hurting or afraid. You know, when our life, is difficult. We come before the Lord asking his help. And that's good. He asked us to do that. But here, we're reminded not to forget the times and the needs that are less profound and seemingly small, but nonetheless command our attention. Jesus wants all of it. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel a little petty or trivial when I offer in prayer to God things that, you know, in the larger scope of things, just aren't that important. Like I'm being selfish and wasting Jesus' time even by asking it. You know, like, that this meeting I have scheduled today goes well. Or let them win this championship game tonight, Lord. Lord. (laughs) or when your wine runs out at home and you go to the pantry, you're praying, oh God, please let there be one bottle, (laughs) or whatever it is. But that's the first insight I have to keep reminding myself about Jesus, that he's there for us in every moment and season of our life, in our tragedies and hardships, of course, but also in our mundane and common moments of just living. When our need is great, and when it really isn't. He just wants us to come to him, because he wants the best for you in good times, and in bad, in sickness, and in health. Mary knew that which is why she went to her son. But it makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, it's like a good friend. You know, think of someone in your life who's really a good friend of yours. When tragedy hits your life, isn't it this person, this best friend that we reach out to immediately? And that friend, no matter what they're doing, drop everything and is there for you in love and support. I mean, it means everything because That's what best friends do when we're in need. But, (laughs) that's the exception, isn't it? I mean, the reason you're such good friends in the first place is because of all of the times you were together enjoying and simply being in the presence of this person without great need or tragedy, having coffee, playing sports, going on a road trip, shopping, having dinner together, you know, going to the movies, chatting on the phone. <laughs> if all you did was call on this person when you needed help, you know, I wonder how long that friendship would last. Friends just want to be together, however simple and ordinary the circumstances. Which brings me to the second insight. It's the reminder, (laughs) I'm aware of time, it's the reminder that the presence and the glory of God with and around us is so often revealed in these simple and ordinary things. You know, I mean, let me read that last line of the gospel again. Jesus did this, the first of his miracles in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory. Really? (laughs) Turning water into wine? Seems more like a parlor trick than a miracle of power and glory. Like, why not raise someone from the dead as his first miracle? That would get people's attention. You know, or any of the miracles he does later on. Make the blind man see. Cure diseases. Pull a screaming demon from a possessed man. But this seems kind of let down as his first miracle. Rather simple and trite. Kind of no big deal, really. You know, like, like a setting sun. Bathing the sky a crimson red, Or a giggling child rolling on the carpet. Or what biking a favorite trail with a good friend, Or a singing bird out on the porch, reconnecting with old friends over good Mexican food. Ordinary, being curled up on the couch with the fire crackling, watching the snow come down outside. What? Glory, You know, what beautiful experiences the Lord chooses to reveal his beauty, his color, his kindness, his majesty, his glory in the most simple of things. Okay, now it's time. May I make a suggestion as we move into this new week given to us? Let's reconnect with Jesus, where he lives and breathes. You know, here, around us, (laughs) in the simple and the ordinary things. Take a walk with him. Meet him at Starbucks and just chat a little bit. Visit him at home, where he lives, a little bit. Write a note of gratitude to him. Tell someone how much he means to you. Be still and find him in the silence. And as those people at the wedding in Cana found out, something as simple as good wine can draw us to Jesus and the glory of God that is present right here and right now. Amen? Cheers friends, cheers.